everyone. This is Allison Shelton. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Femon Creatives. This episode is very special to me because Nola Chaters, the costume designer of a short film that I wrote and produced entitled To Hold the Night, is here with me. And when you're on set and you get to know a person, you don't really have a ton of time to talk. So this is a treat because we get to sit down. I get to hear about Nola's evolution as an artist, and we also will get an opportunity to talk about our collaboration. So, hello, Nola. Hello. Thank you for having me, and it's so good to see you again. It's 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 a treat. I, I'm so happy, and I wanted to say I didn't mention Nola has lots of other credits as a costume designer. <laughs> <laughs> I realized when I said hi, Nola, she's she's a costume designer on Titans and. Oh, what's the other one, Nola? You just told uh, me. well, I I did previous to that was uh culprits and there's culprits. Some, um, yes. Which is forthcoming on Disney Plus, correct? Yes. Yes. Okay. So big, big shows. And then Nola and I worked on a small show together. So Nola has done the whole spectrum. And I think um, I just kind of think it's important and exciting to realize people, artists exist in that sphere where you're not just doing one thing over and over again but you are stepping out and doing different things. So Nola, what is your origin story or how did you, how'd you get here? Well, um, I was fortunate enough to have been exposed to uh, the performing arts when I was quite young and through that got a love of musical theater, Um, went through school, graduated, I did technical theater and then Once I graduated, I sort of went out into the world where I did some theater and some commercials and some shorts and some TV series and some (laughs) features. Um, But it was, uh, to get to where I am right now, it was uh, an incredibly long journey. And um, I would even say it was a challenging journey in that um, when I graduated, uh, the market for finding work wasn't really great. So it was very competitive. And so um, I just had to learn to be, uh, you know, go go for everything and just sort of be yeah. confident with it and um, learn to get really good with rejection because a lot of people were looking after the same jobs and looking mm-hmm. for those jobs. So um, I think it's just been getting to where I am now has been years and years of work and also recognizing that it's important to continue to go back and grow myself or my craft along the way. So even though I'd already graduated from college, I went back and did some, um, when I started managing bigger departments, I went back and did project management courses at a local community college. Um, In the last couple of years, I've started taking some online courses for like illustration and um, digital art just to help in that way. So um, that that sort of, uh, you know, condensed version of my story is that I uh, just continue to work hard and continue Mm -hmm. to believe in myself and continue to just go on to the next the next thing and try just keep trying different things as I go along. Yeah. And did you always want to do costumes? Like, was there a evolution? Like, did you ever want to do anything else? Or did you know? That's what you uh, I always wanted to do costumes. But I did think because as I did study theater, I thought that I would be doing sets um, as well and scenic painting because in theater, often it's one person who's doing all of it. So 
I did do a lot of, when I graduated, a lot of set dressing, a lot of scenic painting, um, a lot of um, just set related design mm -hmm. stuff as well. Um, but as I moved more into film and in film, you can't really do all of those things. You do need to sort of specialize into one. So um, if I, you know, if I, I was more passionate about the costume portion of it because I felt like it, um, it's a part of the character building. It's a part of the storytelling that you get to yeah. participate when you're building characters. So yeah. um, over time, as I, you know, was, was building up my body of work, I did eventually have to streamline it, but I did start out wanting to do design and theater, which would have included mm -hmm. sets and, mm -hmm. uh, and costumes. And I thought it was interesting that you were talking about taking like a project management, because I think that that is something that people outside of um, this business don't understand how large the teams are that you could be managing like yeah. on a show like Titans. Yeah, uh, that show was uh, in incredibly big. I, I think it, um, I like to think it was somewhat rare, but I, I don't think it really was in that yeah. we had uh, roughly 30 people, sorry, 20 people in our costumes just costumes locally in Toronto then, mm -hmm. and we also had um uh, a whole department of people that just did the superhero suits and that was another 10 people and then we also had uh the superhero suits came out of LA so there was also mm -hmm. a costume department working in LA um now I wasn't necessarily managing those folks over there we were just sort of working together mm -hmm. uh, but over, I was overseeing roughly 30 people. And um, as much as you wanna just be there for the design, you do have to be aware, I think, of budgetary issues, HR Definitely. issues. There are a lot of deadlines within the deadlines. So from costumes, you know, we do have to have it on set, let's say on a Friday, but we still have to build it. And so we have the, the build deadline, then we have the breakdown deadline, and then we have all of these other deadlines where things have to be purchased or fittings come in. So um, it's, you know, there's so much organization and sort yeah. of, you know, milestones, if you will, that you have to sort of hit along the way in order to get, uh, you know, a, a special costume on set yeah. for the that's required. Um, so I just felt like as I was going from smaller theater projects or smaller independent projects where maybe my department was eight people or, 10 or 12, which felt like a lot at the time, um, to potentially seeing the kind of projects I wanted to work on and seeing how big those departments were. I felt like it was important to know how to project manage that because, you know, sometimes you hire really great people and they have all of those skills and sometimes um, they're newer and you got to teach them those skills. And so I think um, one of the reasons I think that I am successful and, and good at what I do as a costume designer is because I made a point of learning how to do all of the jobs within my department. Mm -hmm. So when I'm managing and, and leading others, I know what their challenges are. I know what um, what realistic timelines are. And so um, I, I feel like overall the departments that I'm sort of managing are sort of smooth and um, they, they just sort of work towards the goal in a, in a nice smooth way as opposed to having I think that's a really powerful way to lead 
is when you've had the experience or a confident way to lead. I love leading when I've had the experience. And like you say, you have an idea of what they're experiencing and yeah. you're not just going on guesses. And I, and I wanted to say, when you were talking about project managing, I think that there is a lack of addressing that that's a big part of being a department head. Like, yeah. and, and I think a lot of times friction arises from that where people are like, oh no, I'm creative, you know, yeah. and, and kind of resent that part of their job. And yeah. it's an essential part of their job. Yeah. Yeah. Is, is to be a good manager and, yeah. and to be a pleasant human being. Yeah. Ideally the experience should be pleasant. Yeah. And I think if you're coming into it, like with resentment, that's more difficult to make happen. So I, I appreciate that you were like, this is part of my job. I want to yeah. be on these big shows and I want to do a good part of my whole job. And, and that's a big part of the yeah. job. Yeah. So I'm giving yeah. you applause. Oh, thank you. Well, I didn't come to that on my own. I was, I think I was 20 and I did a daily on a very large period film. And this was, you know, I was young and I thought I knew everything and, so I was, I was calling myself a costume designer. And then I went on this big film with like hundreds of period background. And that's when I realized that I knew very little and that if I wanted to get to where I wanted to go, then I needed to really sort of nurture my craft. And, um, and, and so, yeah, so that's where I decided I needed to learn how to do everything if I wanted to get mm -hmm. to where I wanted to go. Mm -hmm. um, but I also think it's really important in that um, the costume department, I think is somewhat unique in that um, there's so many people with very specialized skills. So breakdown artists and cutters and sewers, and we have our set team and our buyers and um, the assistant costume designer and the supervisor. And so all of those skills are very different from each other. Mm -hmm. And so um, it's, I, and, and I think too, people, um, you know, people who are creative, um, you know, have some can sometimes have big egos and forget that. Um, <laughs> you think it's, <laughs> uh, it's, it's so, you know, it's not it's, always, but it happens. It, I mean, it it's happens. not like every single creative person has a big ego, not at no. all, but like there are people, and I think we've all interacted with them where you think, how did you get here like this? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think it's sort of part of, you know, doing all of that those portions of the job is figuring out how to navigate those sorts of personalities sure. and um getting people to understand that yes they're um a creative person and their portion of what we're doing is incredibly valuable but um there's a bigger picture and this is a business and yes it's a very fun business and we get to do really interesting and creative stuff it's still a business and you still need to come and mm -hmm. hit your deadlines and you still need to deliver on the things that you said you were going to deliver on and um you know it's not about the individuals it's about the the group as a whole and everybody moving towards the same the same goal right the same and I mean, that's, that's the hope, right? That's a good segue, Nola, into yeah. how we know each other. Because as I was thinking, as I was listening to you talking about learning how to do every job, that also makes it possible for you to do something like our project, yeah. like to do these independent projects. Because when you're doing something at that scope, you are doing a lot of jobs. Yeah. Like that's it's just all the, jobs. the way it works. Yes. <laughs> I 
mean, I was very fortunate in that um, my assistant costume designer from Titans, Jenna, came out and helped me prep a little for a couple of days. So I was very fortunate. And then the person that you guys matched me with mm -hmm. in Fayfield was also incredibly amazing, Judy. And yes. so um, even though I was doing all those jobs, I was very fortunate in that I had um, really great help, you know, to sort of do yeah. the little things or then just just help was really really helpful. <laughs> yeah it's just nice to have more than your own set of hands but I mean that's just the reality and I and so just to give some context so I wrote a feature film that but then I wrote a short because it's much easier to make a short than a feature film because it costs less money and and it sort of happened in this very serendipitous way Jessica Patel who many of you know because we do lots of creative projects together uh, is directing it and was like, I think we can do this. And then we started to do it really six weeks before it happened, which is a very fast turnaround for that a project is. of any size. Um, and, and so I was on, I'm a writer, but I'm also on as a producer, but I'm in LA and this is happening in Ontario. Um, and we start staffing, we start crewing up and and nola joins us and from really the first email the first pictures you send were just i mean we were over the moon it's so exciting to hold the night as a period piece so there's just some excitement inherent i think in seeing things that evoke a time and feel like something you've seen in like a magazine or a movie or like you see it and you think oh wow that's it and yeah really from your first pictures it was like you you got it yeah and, and that's well, such a great feeling well it was also I think you know going through the script right so I think there was a lot of script stuff that was very valuable and sort of for me in the character building portion of it and also I was also excited because uh because it was period and because I felt like we could be creating a world around these characters and around their stories. So it was very exciting for me to be with people who um, wanted to create that world, you know. Well, I so think the visual treatment, when you mentioned the script too, I was thinking too of the visual treatment, like with the concept art by Elise McCall, who I mentioned <laughs> before this conversation um, and all of that, it did really feel like the crew in general that we showed up on the, in the same space. Yeah. Yeah. And so just so your listeners know how it landed for me was um, you guys, I met with um, Jess and she was like, you're great. So then I, you know, I read the script multiple times. I received the visual package and then, you know, I generally read the script four or five times before I actually even start designing and then, you know, referencing the visual materials um, asking a couple questions about a couple of the characters if I was uncertain about a, a detail um, or maybe I thought there was a bit more to a backstory that I mm -hmm. might not know about. Um, and then I really researched the period. So I researched, um, uh, you know, obviously what people were wearing in that time frame. I researched what was happening in culture and, and pop culture yeah. and music in that time um and also like the different uh sort of uh, class of people in that time so like creative folks in new york and then sort of uh wealthier people and and other areas so that all of that stuff was the stuff that i did to put the presentation together that you that i that i presented to jess that eventually um you know that it made its way to 
to yeah. you everybody. So that that was how I got to there. So just part and of you the feel it in the presentation. Yeah. And then obviously when you're on set, like because most characters evolve, right? We hope they do. Otherwise we snooze. So <laughs> you know what what happens in the story, no spoilers, is you know, the main character changes and and the costumes really reflect that in such a powerful way and not a way that I think sometimes it's hard to talk about these things for people because not for you and me, but for people who aren't thinking about it, maybe quite as much, but it's not like it hits you over the head with its evolution. You yeah. know, it feels organic to the story. And um, I just, there's an opening scene where Nadine, the main character is wearing an outfit and is doing probably the things that she is the most comfortable doing in the whole story and seeing her on set in that outfit, I just, I don't know. It felt so good. Like, I just felt really like, oh, this is like her. And then as she is going through these different things and she's in clothes that aren't as much her, she's also in less comfortable situations. And it all just like comes together in a really satisfying way. And it's, and, and when, when a collaboration works, it, it feels good for everyone, the audience, the people involved in it. Like you feel smart. You feel like you understand what's going on and that, and it feels good. Like that's what you want when you're watching something. Yeah. I mean, I felt really excited about it when I, when it all started coming together. Um, and it felt like, again, it could have gone two ways in that um, because we're dealing with period costumes, you know, we could have just made everybody really beautiful. And that was just sort of it. And the audience just would have looked at a really beautiful period thing. Um, and this way, you know, the way that we did our costumes this time around was, you know, the I think the costumes really reflected the mood of what was happening. Mm -hmm. And like you said, sort of evolving with our with our, our characters as they were evolving and and I, I, again, I think it's something that sort of will helps move the story forward and um, in, in a really beautiful way. But and I think it's very subtle that, yeah. you know, the, the people who are, you know, into costumes and TV, um, I think they'll notice it. But I think the the average viewer who maybe isn't necessarily um, paying attention in the same way, they're just sort of watching the story, um, are just being brought along to this beautiful story and I do feel like the way that our costumes landed on this one it just sort of helps elevate mm -hmm. elevate the, the mood of each of each scene and and how our actors were um carrying their their portion of it so it was I kind of feel like it was really great and magical and how it all came together and also because we we're really really fortunate and we had amazingly talented actors who yes we did um you know, another part of my process for your listeners is I reach out to the actors before um, they come in. So often costumes is one of the first people who talks to them. So I reach out to them. I talk to them about their character, what, um, how they feel about it. And uh, we sort of go back and forth. I often send them uh, the image, the references that uh, were approved. Um, and so, so then when we come and have the fittings, this, you know, they've, they've done all their actor research and all the things that they're doing to prepare. Um, when they come into the fittings, it's, they sort of, it, they, it helps them get into character. So it's their, you know, Definitely. they're up their, their personal 
um, outfit and and they're stepping into their character for that day. And I we had really amazing actors who had all really researched it all. So um, when they were when we did have our fittings and they were stepping into it for the first time, it um, like it, it always resonated in a really positive way. And they 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 felt really great about the direction and they felt like it was right. So um, I think that was another way that helped move everything forward. Again, having everybody feel like they're on the same page, you yeah. know, with, with your script and with the costumes and, and then with the actors. And then, you know, later on when we landed on set and then seeing how beautiful that set was and how mm-hmm. it all made sense. And then the lighting, I like, I, again, I just feel like everything, we had this really small, brief moment in time where the weather was abnormal. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and everything just came together. So it was like special. Yeah, everyone kept saying like, this is not normal. Because, <laughs> because I'm not from Ontario. There was a lot of, this is not normal. <laughs> this is not the weather. Like I know, I know because Jess, of course, had because there is a sailboat scene in the film. And so going out on Lake Huron is a real crapshoot. You don't mm-hmm. know what the weather is going to be like. You don't know what the lake is going to be like. So from very early on, Jess was like checking the weather, talking about, you know, cover plan, all different plans yeah. to, to shoot this scene. And then it ended up being like glass. Yeah. The lake. Um, like, wild. Like it was just yes. fully glass and the every sunset the sunset was happening unreal it was so stunning so stunning I didn't go on the boat I stayed back because I thought I had so much work to do but it was so beautiful (laughs) that day that I just sort of stood on the dock in awe and just sort of you know appreciated that moment where Mm -hmm. you know the sunset is beautiful I'm surrounded by a handful of colleagues who are all wonderful and um you know, we can imagine that the shots that are being taken out are are as beautiful yeah. as what we're kind of seeing here. And um, yeah, we just, I mean, I just stayed and, and took in that amazing moment of, you know, again, everything coming together and, yeah. and just visually beautiful. And I, you know, I took some photos and I actually don't think those photos do any justice to well, luckily, a lot of other people were taking photos. So you're covered because Diane Brandon, who took production stills, like she got some just gorgeous sunset footage. And Brad, we I've seen some dailies of the sunset. And it's just I mean, it. I we joke that it, you could just do like a sunset video, like some kind of yeah. meditation, relaxation video of just the boat heading out and onto the horizon. Yeah. Um, and, it, and this seems like a perfect opportunity. So Nola not only had to do period costumes in this incredibly short time frame and small budget, but a wedding dress. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So and it's a stunning wedding dress. Let I let's just say, like it is I I I think about it as a person who's been has been in a wedding. I've been a bride. Like that must be so surreal for Onwin, who played Nadine, like she's played a bride more than once. Like she's been in multiple wedding dresses and it's for those of us who aren't actors, it's like this kind of big deal getting in a wedding dress, but she's been through it multiple times. And, and this is you've probably done multiple wedding dresses as well. Have you? Actually, this was my first wedding dress. Really? (laughs) It was, I mean, when I wrote it, I wrote it. I mean, it's important to the plot and I knew it, 
and Jess and I talked about how, you know, it's visually, it's the centerpiece. Yeah. Um, so, and you delivered. Thank you. Yeah, it was, I, you know, that dress gave me a lot of stress in that <laughs> sure. um, I felt like one, the chances of us finding a period dress that worked yeah. for us were slim to none. Um, and I didn't want it to feel really modern or contemporary. Um, I kind of wanted it to feel like a sixties dress, but I also wanted it to feel like classically beautiful. And so um, I was very, very nervous about it, but uh, it just sort of came together and I did it in a very, um, a, a budget way. So often you did. with, uh, <laughs> yes, you definitely time, did. You know, and sometimes. I saw Nola sewing that dress on set, but it's like, Oh, she's, where's Nola? Oh, she's, she's at her machine <laughs> sewing the dress. Okay. That makes sense. Yes. Well, you know, I, I, I basically made the dress in a day and a half and I sort of found French lace that I um, was able to lay over um, a very cheap Amazon dress that I cut up to make work. Like I, I reshaped it. I actually had a very long fitting with our actress um, and uh, I basically draped it on her and did it on yes. her body in the moment. And then um right up until the last second, I was sort of <laughs> sewing it together. Um, Truly until the last second, because even on set, when we went to a new angle, yeah, it was like, oh, you gotta yeah. fix this. In my mind, the veil was covering her back. So I put right. in a regular zipper instead of an, an invisible zipper, because, uh, uh, you know, in, in film or, you know, zippers just break all the time. Yes, so. well, it's just, it was very sturdy. Zipper yeah. because you're getting zipped and unzipped so many times like there's a lot of wear and tear yeah so I purposely put in an ugly <laughs> zipper knowing that um it would never be seen and then I walked upstairs and I looked into the room and I looked on the monitor and I looked again and I was like is this the shot and <laughs> and so everybody was like yep this is it and so the, you, the camera was you know basically focused right on that ugly ugly zipper so I had to <laughs> step in and sort of sew her into the dress where I just sort of sewed the flaps around the zipper and sewed them closed so it looks like a well it doesn't look like there's a zipper there at all right um but it worked out I think it, it worked out really beautifully oh yeah it did it's magical and again the, the pattern of the lace lined up, I think, perfectly. And yeah. we all just, you know, it all worked out. And it was also nice too, because sometimes on set and sometimes on smaller projects or even bigger projects, people are just sort of rushing you through. They just want yeah. to um, get their shot and move on to the next thing. And one of the really nice things about working with this team um, and Brad and Jess and everybody was they understood the importance of stepping in and making sure that the final touches were yeah. were were there and um and and gave me the time to you know sew up the back of the dress and not um you know be rushing me or you know standing mm -hmm. over my shoulder or anything and it was all of the scenes if I needed to step in there was uh, a time allowed to do that. And, and that time allowance was also for all the other departments that needed to go in and do finals or yeah. tweak things or search things. So again, going into the whole collaborative process, you know, um, you know, people understanding that all of the things are important and they need their time yeah. to, uh, 
you know, finish that small portion so that the the big picture is beautiful instead of having a really beautiful big picture and then, you know, something uh, missed along the way, you know. So it was, that was one of the really nice things also was working with people who understood the importance of the big picture and not just their specific role within the big picture. Well, because it also like, I mean, Jess and I have talked about a lot over the years, you know, like we're in this because we like collaborating. That is a huge reason why we do this or, and, and want to do this. And so it's interesting because you will interact with people. I certainly did, especially in film school who resent that. Yeah. Like they just want to do it all. Like they want to be Stanley Kubrick or whatever. Um, that reference is old, but it was very big when I was in film school. Um, yeah. like to be an auteur and I'm using auteur and scare quotes because no one yeah. is doing it all themselves. Yeah. Like not even Stanley Kubrick was doing it all himself there. It's just too big of a machine to yeah. move by yourself. And, yeah. and I think for both Jess and myself, like we say words, like we like collaborating and we know a lot of other people say those words, but we mean them. And, yeah. <laughs> and we know that the finished product is, is, I believe is, is better when everyone brings and, and Brad said it the first day, like he gave a speech and he said it, like, we want to hear, we want to collaborate. We want to make some, this thing together. And, and that is like the joy of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's why we're all here. Yeah. Is to tell a story together. Yeah. Well, I thought, again, I, for me, it was really, really great in that, um, again, I was allowed to do the job that I felt I needed to do. Um, I was able to speak with you and, and Jess and, and the actors and, uh, Brad and, and everybody along the way and just sort of sort of um, really feel like, like it felt like we were all sort of moving together and we were all sort yeah. of talking about the same thing together. And um, I mean, it, it was really nice. And I love collaborating because I, yeah, I think that's really exciting. And I think um, different people coming from different perspectives add layers that help tell it in different ways. And I think mm-hmm. it's, it can be sometimes really exciting that way. Um, and then yeah, I just, I just thought that the way that we all collaborated together from, from the very beginning, um, you know, to the, from the design process and, and to the filming process, to the communication about this, the story, or, you know, we just watched a really beautiful cut um, of where, you know, an actor has done something, you know, they delivered it in a, an amazing way. And it just felt like all of the, all of, all, all of the, all of the pieces were coming together and it really did feel like a collaboration all the way through. And it, and sometimes too, I think with smaller budget things, um, again, you people, because there isn't necessarily the same amount of money, people will try to, um, you know, shortcut things along the way or, or whatever the case is. And it, that really felt like there was the same amount of care from the very beginning um, right up until the very end. So I think that that is also nice. I, I kind of, I've always told people along the way how you finish a project matters because people remember, you know, they don't, nece- they remember the beginning. They don't necessarily remember everything that happens in the middle, but you know, their, their last impression of you is uh, I think just as important as the first impression. And um, this was just, it was really good 
um, and collaborative and um, it was just, it was just good from the start. To the <laughs> so end. nice to hear Nola. I mean, I, I'm not forcing her to say these things. She's, <laughs> she's all the way in Canada. I have no hold over her um, because that's, that's the, that's the goal. And, and yeah, collaboration is like the best. I mean, I feel that way in my personal relationships and my professional relationships. And I think in both of those it's nice to have some of the same points of reference, you know, like we've all seen the, seen the same movie. We've all looked at the visual treatment. We've all read the script, but then what we bring to those things is yeah. different. Yeah. And, and that is where magic happens because yeah. we're not all just like having exactly the same backstory and, yeah. and we want this project and to speak to people. And for me, it was really powerful too how many women were involved in the project that, that, you know, there were five producers who were women and that you and the editor and composer and like so many women are involved in this project. And um, because that's the that's the audience, like, obviously, I hope guys turn out good for you show up. But, you know, <laughs> this this story is definitely being told with a, a female gaze. Yeah. And I also feel like it's a, an important story about women. And I think it's also um, relatable, you know, and, and a yeah, lot sadly, of, yeah, in a lot of different <laughs> families, I think it's a relatable yeah. story. And I think it's a story that um, for whatever reason, hasn't really been told before. So yeah. I think that that was also one of the things that sort of resonated with me when I originally read the script is that I didn't, um, uh, it, the, the story felt sort of, it wasn't a story I was familiar with. It wasn't a story that I had already watched somewhere else that mm -hmm. I was seeing, you know, a, a new version of something I'm already familiar with. So, um, yeah, I just thought it was really, really great. The story, like the story that you wrote. And I, again, also with all of the, the women yeah. and really, you know, inspiring women in their own, you know, again, their own sort of profession. Yes. In the film. And, and at every level. Like Judy yeah. is your set assistant. Like she amazing. has an amazing story. Like it, it does it. I'm obviously it's um, so very cool to have five women producers, but it was women all throughout the whole set and project and the actors and like, and, and there were great guys too. Great we're job great. guys um, <laughs> who were on board with the, what we were saying. Yeah. Like they were there to tell the same story, which is essential. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was just, I had so many wonderful conversations at meals and in moments where there was time to do that about the film, about people's lives, about what we're all bringing to this. Yeah. And oh yeah, it was really special. And I'm so glad you were a part of it, Nola, because there is also just magic in who is on your crew, like how it all works out. And so, yeah. um, it was a gift that you were a part of this. And, and just so you know, when we all talk about you, we talk about you in, an extremely glowing praise. We were thrilled with you as a person and an artist. Um, oh. And I'm so excited for people to see your work because it's fantastic. Um, so do you have any, if if you'd like to learn more about NOLA, do you, where would they go, NOLA? Uh, well, you can, I do have a website. Uh, it's nolachaters.com. And then I also sort of um, on my Instagram, I do uh, sometimes post some things that I've worked on in the past and sort of some of the processes along that. So that is NOLA underscore costumes. 
on okay, great. I will put both of those in the show notes as well. Um, so thank you, Nola, for your time and for this conversation. And thank you to everyone who listened. We know you have a lot of choices. So thank you for choosing to spend some time with us. We appreciate it. Thank you. Everyone. Thank you. <laughs>